Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about making the transition from full-time employee to full-time real estate investor. This is one of the most difficult pathways to navigate. Some people think that they'll wait to accumulate enough real estate to replace their employment income, and then they'll quit their job. After all, real estate brings passive income, doesn't it? Unfortunately, that's a myth. That's a lie. It's been perpetrated by many of the education companies out there in real estate. There's a vast distinction between investing passively in real estate and running a real estate investment business. There's no such thing as a passive business. They're all active businesses. And if you're actively managing a real estate portfolio, that is an active business. You may have purchased a couple of properties. They're taking a lot of time to manage and you're realizing that you don't have enough hours in the day, you've run into the time constraint. And here's the problem with that line of thinking. It's extraordinarily difficult to free up enough time and energy to manage a portfolio that's going to be large enough to replace your employment income. It's a trap. It becomes a low earth orbit that you can never escape. When I made the transition from having a full-time job to full-time real estate investor, I had saved up enough money, or so I thought, to make the transition. I was traveling back and forth every couple of weeks from North America to Japan. I was still deeply immersed in my technology job and I was working on building a new cellular network in Japan. I was working 50 to 60 hours a week. When I finally got home, I barely had enough energy left to spend any time with my family. There certainly wasn't sufficient time available to start and grow a second business in parallel. I held a senior executive role managing a group of microprocessor designers and software developers. We're developing chips that would ultimately be used in data processing cards for notebook PCs and in mobile phones. I had a very strong six-figure income. When I resigned my job as VP of engineering to work on real estate projects full-time, my income went from high six figures to zero overnight. So the only reason to quit your job or for me to quit my job back in 2009 was to free up time to focus on managing these new projects. In retrospect, if I was to do it all over again, I should not have quit my job. I should have kept the high six-figure income for as long as possible and focused on expanding the team. When you're just starting out, it's hard to get past the mental barrier of feeding multiple families from your real estate projects when you haven't even fed your own family yet from real estate. When you bring people into your team, they come in one of four capacities. Number one, contractors. These are people that you hire on a short-term basis to perform a very specific function. Number two, employees, whether they're full-time or part-time. And number three, partners or members of your core executive team. And then finally, the last category are advisors. So whoever comes into your business is going to come in one of these four capacities. And you want to think very intentionally about each of the roles you need to build a sustainable business and which one is appropriate. So instead of quitting my job, if I had hired one or more people to actually do work within the real estate projects, I could have kept half or even three quarters of my salary. I did not actually need to quit my job. Hiring an assistant, a project manager, or real estate asset manager could cost less than quitting your job. It would maintain part of that financial safety net of your salary and provide more management hours to dedicate to the projects. More importantly, when you hire, it forces you to delegate and manage as opposed to being hands-on involved in all of the minutia of the projects. The other critical element is forging the right partnerships. If you bring more people into the core of the business as partners, 
Yes, you're going to need to divide the profits with more people, but it's also going to create more management bandwidth for the success of the projects. Yes, it means less money for you in the short term, but if you focus on projects that are large enough to fund the actual management of the projects, it will ultimately generate enough income to feed multiple families. When you do that, you've got a shot at a sustainable business. It's a mistake to think too small. All projects take about the same amount of effort to complete, almost regardless of their size. And it's also a mistake to do work that you could delegate. If you're earning, say, the equivalent of $50 an hour, or in my case, I was making over $100 an hour, quitting your job would be a mistake. You could hire someone at $15 or $20 an hour and still be way ahead. You'd still have enough time and money left over to maintain financial stability for your family and execute well on the projects in your new real estate venture. I did it by burning through a bunch of savings, and in retrospect, that was not the smartest move. You want to focus your time and your energies towards building your new business in a sustainable way that maximizes cash flow. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.